0: Yo, what it do, baby? This your boy, Choppo. Hey, man, what's going on, everybody?
1: This your boy, Sav. And we are the Chop It Up Podcast Show.
0: Man, yes, indeed, man. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel, man. Follow us on Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Man, you know what it is. It's Chop It Up Podcast Show. Let's go! Yo, yo,
1: yo, yo. What it do, baby. We back.
0: Man, we are back.
1: Man, it feels good, man. How you doing, Sal?
0: Man, I'm good, man. You got me on this new ass couch.
1: Yeah, man. You see, uh, we upgraded, man. This ain't Ellen. it ain't Oprah, but you know, it hey,
0: baby steps. <laughs> baby steps. Hey man, I like the fit.
1: Man, you know, I was feeling uh like scarfing. Yeah. Like got on, your
0: fifty-fifty shirt on.
1: Yeah, you know. Half <laughs> man well let's jump into it man so uh we we got a big we got a big player in the house today uh you know we about to get things going so um for those that don't know you know welcome to season two of the Chop It up podcast show um we definitely appreciate everybody that's been with us since the beginning to watch us grow we definitely taking things to the next level so uh Let's hop right into it. So we got our special guest today. We got Miss Adi. What it do? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm nothing,
2: chilling. I'm I'm hot, but I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) You (laughs) in Texas? It's gonna be hot. I know. I love it. It's a little hot. I love it. It's a little hot.
1: For sure. For sure. So uh, Miss Aggie, so I know you got a a special name. You got a name from the motherland. So pronounce your name for us for the viewers who don't. know. So
2: my name, I. African name is Adjua Tahimba Okay But mostly mm. everybody Calls me Miss Adjie Or Miss Adjie Baby
1: Adjie Baby Yeah Took
2: that from Lil Wayne But yeah
0: <laughs> I like that I like <laughs> that no, For sure. We appreciate for you sure. for coming
2: Nah no, thank y'all For having me It's yeah. nice
1: And it was kind of dope How we met her So we was on Somebody else's podcast Yeah Shout met out We her And we stole her <laughs> Shout out to the Love Network Yeah shout out to the Love Network Shout out to Lisa Love man. Lisa so, um, For sure For sure Yeah uh, so, Miss Aggie man, so uh, we appreciate you coming on the show and definitely being here to, to talk about us. We got a lot of things to hop into, um, but before we get started, just tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're from so we can know a little bit about you.
2: Okay, so like I said, my name is Adjua. It means Born on a Monday, Beautiful and Intelligent. It's Were you true. born on a Monday? I was born on a okay. Monday. Hey, okay. Shout so out nobody, to a Monday. Yeah, nobody <laughs> knew my name until I was actually born. Um I was raised in Oak Cliff, Texas, quote-unquote. Some people like to call it the hood. Uh, The cliff. The cliff. (laughs) And I was also raised in Atlanta, Georgia, in College Park, Union City. Okay. So I feel like I'm pretty, you know, well The culture is behind your name. Oh, for sure. The culture is behind your name. Um, I grew up in a bookstore. My daddy owned a bookstore, Pan African Connection in Dallas, going on 34 years. My mom worked for Delta Airlines growing up, so I'm well-traveled. We got to travel. A million places as we were children. Um, went to school in the heart of Oak Cliff at W.H. Adamson, which is predominantly Hispanic Latino. So I also got that part of the culture like down packed. I just feel like I'm a well-rounded person. Uh, I'm in the cannabis industry. I'm a food safety girl. I have a bookstore, and I like to sleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ain't no wrong with no sleep.
1: Ain't no I wrong love with no sleep. sleep.
2: So yeah, that's me.
1: For sure, for sure. So, how long were you in Texas before you moved to Atlanta? Like, what did that, what did that transition look like? Were you like a kid here, then you kind of did adult years in Atlanta and said, shit, I'm gonna come back and, you know, turn up on the city?
2: So, pretty much, um, when my mom working for Delta Airlines, the hub was in Atlanta. So, I kind of like spent some time in Texas as a child, went to Atlanta, came back to Dallas, went back to Atlanta, came back to Dallas for good. End up going to college at Arkansas Pine Bluff, which is what thirty minutes south of Little Rock. I'm in the I'm swag. swag. I'm in the yeah. swag. Hey. Oh, yeah, I'm in the swag. Yeah. Pine Bluff.
0: See, I went to Jackson State. Uh <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Now I like Jackson State. Y'all cool too. Oh, nah, yeah, yeah, shut up. I support Jackson State. Yeah. So yeah, swag. Uh, I moved to Houston for like two years, and then Hurricane Harvey hit, mm-hmm. and I was over like all the flooding, and I came back to Dallas. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's talk about, you know, let's kind of just jump right in because I know we got limited time with you, so we want to take advantage of your time. So let's talk about how'd you get started, pretty much, in the cannabis world, and and how did that come about?
2: Okay, so growing up, I was, you know, red 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 ribbon week is Mm
1: -mm.
2: y'all didn't have that.
1: Elaborate, yeah, So red
2: ribbon week is pretty much teaching kids to say no to drugs. Oh, like there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like there, kind of, yeah. 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 Okay, okay, okay. So I was a Red Ribbon Week hero. Like, you can, if you offer me any type of drugs, I was like, no, that's bad, and blah, blah, blah. And then I remember it was Red Ribbon Week in Atlanta, and that Afro Man song, I Got High, had just came out. How does that go? Dun, 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 dun.
0: Something like that.
2: If y'all played, I
1: get it, but I um, don't. Because I got high. Yeah. Because I got high. Oh. I got high. Okay. 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 Yeah, it's
2: yeah, a classic. Yeah, okay. Okay. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. I'm so that. Okay. that song had came out, and I'll never forget. I was walking home, and if I think I was in the fifth or the sixth grade, and this dude's like, "Oh, you want to hit this?" and I'm like, "It's literally red ribbon week. Like, no, I'm not gonna hit that." So, like, all my life growing up, I was against marijuana. Mm-hmm. If you did it a lot, I called you a pothead, weedhead, whatever. I was just against it because of all the commercials. I saw how it affected my family. I mean, I got cousins in jail for selling cannabis. So I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do it until I went to Seattle. And I'm a business girl. So we went to a dispensary and everybody who walked in there was at least spending $100. I'm like, dang, if everybody who walks in here is spending at least $100, they making bank. Like, all types of people, you got old white women, like people who look like my grandma grandpa walking in dispensary, walking out with cannabis. So after that, I said, hmm, I want to open up a dispensary, but I don't know how to legally do it. Right. So uh, I started researching on my own and I just really couldn't find any real information so about a year and a half ago uh, I started traveling to different women who grow conferences and I found out it was a school in New York who had a business of cannabis degree master's degree program so I applied I got in it actually just finished it on August 27th of this year Congratulations! thank you so much and they teach you everything on distribution how to grow it, different avenues on how to get into it. And for me, I was the only Texan, so I had to find a way that I could get into it in the state of Texas that was lucrative and a way that I also knew I would love it. So you got a degree in cannabis? I have a degree in can, cannabis. Can, can you tell
1: me what this school is? Yes, please. It's
2: called Lamb College. It's out of Manhattan, New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's
0: it crazy. It
1: is a school for
0: this. A school for weed. Yes indeed. Y'all finna get some new enrollment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> shit. Top of the podcast might be expanding.
0: <laughs> but nah, that's dope. So, um, you know, obviously you migrated back into Texas, right? Specifically Dallas. Um, how did you pretty much build your name up in the space, you know?
2: So networking, mm-hmm. uh, number one, being nice. Uh every dispensary I went to, from C B D dispensaries to actual medical marijuana dispensaries, you know, for medical patients. Mm-hmm. Just being nice to the owners and saying, hey, this is what I'm in school for. Is it possible I could maybe come work here or volunteer here and, you know, learn a couple of things, this and the other. And so I end up getting in with this one dispensary and He's like, hey, you should probably do this. You know, I think, you know, I have a food safety background, so regulations. Mm -hmm. And he said, you should probably get into this. And I was like, hmm, you know, that's actually a good idea. And he said, you know, I'll help you work on your license, all of that. So kind of had a mentorship. Somebody helped guide me and sit down with me to fill out all of the applications and, you know, make sure that my Instagram, my Facebook was clean before we submitted those applications because... They look at everything. They gonna judge you. They gonna judge you. you. There's certain things they don't wanna see on your page. Mm -hmm. So um, he sat down with me. We did the application probably, what, May? And I just got it approved early August. So I'm officially licensed in the state of Texas to travel with hemp or travel with cannabis. No, this is wow. Mm-hmm. So if great. I get pulled over, you know, I should be okay. <laughs> hey,
0: you get out you of
1: jail. You, you, you ain't got pulled over yet,
2: though. No, I haven't. I okay,
1: come. That that <laughs> she that. knocked on that. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. So how do you feel? Like you legit.
2: I feel pretty good, I mean. Legally
1: protected.
2: You legally protected, you know, but we in Texas, so some of that legal stuff go out the door. Yeah. But it feels good. Um, I never thought I'd be in cannabis. My friends always joke on me like, you the one who, don't let us smoke in your car, don't let us do this, don't let us do that. And now you the one like, you. I can grow weed. I don't have none in my house, by the way, in case the feds are listening to <laughs> DA. I don't have nothing in my house. But I know how to grow it. I support the legalization of it. I support women growing cannabis. It's a medicine at the end of the day. True. A True. lot of pharmaceutical companies they don't want to see it go too far because if they know some five-dollar weed can cure, or you could grow some weed at your house and it'll cure this that, and the other, then why would you need Tylenol, Advils, and? Nah, All yeah. these other things that cause liver cancer. Gotta be in control, basically. Gotta be in
0: control. Mm-hmm.
2: Gotta be in control, that's where
0: the money is. Exactly. So, I get that.
2: No, nah, that's
1: dope. Man, that's dope.
2: But I love it.
1: So, let's take things a step further. Where do you kind of see your business going in the future?
2: So, I would love to own. Um, so, what I do pretty much right now is I sample cannabis. And I know when I tell people, oh, I sample cannabis, they're like, oh. So you probably highlight 24 seven. I don't even touch it. Like I literally put on gloves and you, if you're a farmer or if you make edibles or something like that, before it could go on the store shelf, it has to be tested in the lab. Gotcha. It has to be tested to say, okay, it's safe, it's unsafe. Is it too much THC in it? Is there no THC in it, no CBD? You know, is it pesticides in it? Was it grown outside? And maybe somebody sprayed something on it and it's bad weed. So what I do is I go out to farms and different places and I sample it. I cut up some leaves, take it back to the lab, run analysis on it. And then I call you and say, hey, your product is good or your product is bad. I need you to either run it over or pour bleach on it and get rid of it. So that's what I do. Damn.
0: Mm-hmm. Kind of like a scientist, low key. Pretty much, that yeah. Would, yeah, that would have seemed like. That's Pretty dope. much,
1: yeah. they are cooking that dog, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's hard, bro. Now that's
2: tough. But I do want to own my own lab. Like, mm-hmm. I'm working with this black lady out of DC. She has a lab, so hopefully we're trying to get her lab to branch off to come to Texas because it's not that many labs here.
1: Yeah. Do you watch The Shy?
2: I used to, but it kind of lost me.
1: So in in The Shy right now, they got something going where they're growing cannabis, but. Like, the guy that's teaching the main characters how to grow it, they've developed a way to smoke to where you don't really feel like you're smoking. Like, it's a, it's a smooth smoke. I don't know what they do, but uh, I think that'd be dope. Uh,
2: I mean, it's a million ways to do cannabis. Like, I don't smoke at all, but I be high. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, so you don't, don't smoke at
1: all, but you sell cannabis.
2: I don't smoke. I'm an edible girl. She man. don't be on
1: Trap Point. Man,
0: it's just like your typical drug dealer back
1: in the 80s. You don't yeah. get
2: high on your own supply. Exactly. Right, I, I can't same, say that about all them. Like I said, you're know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I can't say that about all of them. Because my boy right here, he went out of He went I out of Yeah, he died about He either. died. bed. No, it.
2: when I say I'm <laughs> safe, and like if the DEA or Dallas police decide they want to come into my house any day, because they can I mean, I got a target on my back if I'm promoting cannabis. Absolutely. You know, they could say, "Oh, she's got intent to sell," right? Especially the area I live in is a high drug area. I live in South Dallas. Okay. So uh, now my house is clean, but like I said, I can get high without anybody smelling it. Everything they got machines that we could do stuff in that you won't even be able to tell like it's weed in the house. Mm. That's great. We could pass drug tests. We could do all that. Free game <laughs> to take
0: you ass to school <laughs> that certification I'm
2: when t- your parents
1: tell you to go to school and get an education <laughs> they did not mean biology they didn't mean history you know you can do what you want to do
2: <laughs> hey but you know what my mama support me
1: No, nah, that's dope your parents you know. support you. and that's good to have parental support
2: for yeah sure. especially with something like this you need yeah, somebody so. who gonna have your back
1: yeah
2: definitely them like, red
1: Whoa. ribbon folks mad as hell oh right. yeah they
2: failed <laughs> they thought they had me <laughs>
1: No, that's funny. Oh man! All um, right.
2: Uh, what you got?
1: Oh shit, man! We gonna have right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> No. So, all right. So let's. I don't want to just stop on this right here because I know mm-hmm. you got other things that you're into. Um, you also said on camera that you're a part of a. You run a bookstore. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of dig more into that? Kind of tell us about that.
2: Yeah, so I'm the co-owner of Pan African Connection Bookstore in Oak Cliff, Texas, which is a Black family-owned bookstore. Mm -hmm. But we're not just a bookstore; we're more of a community resource. So we help the homeless, we help people start their businesses, we help authors, we help children in need. We pretty much do everything that our community needs. Like we have a 24-hour pantry. but for me, I think the biggest thing is we help people learn like their history, mm-hmm. like their real history. You know, not just oh they had us in slavery. Now that we actually built pyramids, that we came, we we were the original astrologists, stuff so you, like that. You, you getting your hands dirty? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, okay. I'm woke, quote unquote.
0: <laughs> should be. That's how I need, a lot of people need to be. A lot of folks knock the hell out.
2: They yeah. sleep. Yeah. But when it comes to cannabis, right, I'm a totally different person. Mm. I got to code switch a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I can't. You got no on and off switch. You it depends have it. on what you in. That makes sense. Nah. You gotta have it. Yeah, that's dope.
0: Um, I was gonna say, have y'all ever thought about partnering with like the African American Museum on doing something like that, or have you yeah, done so, that before?
2: Yeah, we worked with them before. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh yeah, we donate items to the African American Museum. We do joint programs. Uh, we lot when the big artist come coming to the city. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll stop at both, and you know we all do something together. So we're pretty cool. Oh, that's
0: dope. That's dope.
1: man. So have y'all ever faced like any challenges with like letting people know about their history? Like anybody came in like trying to stop y'all or saying they're giving incorrect information or. You know, like, what type of challenges have you faced with, like, having that?
2: Uh, So I would say the number one challenge we face probably would have to be from people who think you don't need to know your history or people who drive off ignorance. They, like, "Um, I don't need to know this. Or we have a lot of people who want to stop our business, right? And they say, okay, maybe this bookstore, you know, maybe we want to do what this bookstore is doing. But on a different level, we want to be able to control it more. So uh, maybe they might start their own organization and pretty much steal the same things that we do. Or they'll try to get us shut down via little things like, oh, maybe their paperwork is off. You know, let's call the fire marshal. Let's call uh, code enforcement or little things like that. But for the most part, when it comes to educating our people, because we are community based and most of our uh, we're pretty organic, grassroots, all of that. So most people want to learn. When they come into our business, they don't mind picking up a book. They don't mind paying an extra three or four dollars for a book versus if you go on maybe Amazon, you can get it for forty percent off. They don't mind mm-hmm. supporting the uh, vision. But really, the biggest issue we have in business is really just haters, like people who don't you know, want to see us. Ain't pop. Yeah, I was just going to say, that means y'all really
0: doing what y'all supposed to do. We try.
2: Yeah. You know and it be people you don't expect. It's like, really? So,
0: and not to cut you off, I was going to ask, do you think from, do you have a lot of pushback from our community? Or what would you think, not to kind of dibble in that, but do you um, think it's more so us or you think it's a different
2: so collection of? So, I would say they use us for when it comes to the pushback. Mm-hmm. So, it might not actually be a black, it'd be a black face. But the people behind them might not be black or I won't even say black. Sometimes people just want to push certain ideologies like uh, so sometimes we just call it a blackface business or a blackface mm-hmm. nonprofit. I might put some money behind it, but I'll pay a black person's face to be in the front to make it seem like everything is cool. Mm-hmm. Which happens a lot.
1: That's so?
2: mm-hmm. Man, that's
1: crazy. She said them haters. That's the Cause thing. you won't
2: see it coming. Yeah. If it's a black man, you know, or a yeah, black yeah. woman. Yeah. Cause you know, i am a smile, and but if it's somebody else, you might think twice. Like, hmm. And and history has shown, you know,
0: that they'll hire us to do uh, their dirty work, mm-hmm. to infiltrate a lot of what's going on, to disrupt. Exactly. Road. And then if they can't do it that way, then they'll just go straight in. Yeah. With their own, you know, how they go.
1: And it's it's crazy, like. Information is the probably the number one most powerful thing that people want folks to avoid. Because like even now with just the generations of our parents, just think about the information that they didn't have that we have now with stuff mm-hmm. that's even happen. Because I, I was talking to somebody the other day, even with the whole PPP situation, okay, we went into a pandemic in 2020, but we had a recession with Obama. Those same... Resources was available, but it didn't really happen. You know, people weren't really as knowledgeable about things that they had options to in 2008 when we even had a black president. You know, during that time, mm-hmm. about all the resources and stuff that were available. You know, right. So I, information, man, is uh, key. You
2: know, it is key. And owning a bookstore, you kind of well, you hear it on the news every day. Uh, critical race theory, we banning all these books. You see so many books that are being banned that children and adults need to read to not even so much wake up, but just to find self-love or know who they are where you don't think this whole gangster mentality is the only thing you could do, right? Mm. That you know that you could own a business, that you can respect a woman and do other things, you know, but they banning books every day. They not teaching kids how to read anymore. It's just our communities are failing right now. So
0: So who decides I'm gonna ban this book? You know what I mean? Like is it like a
2: They have a whole committee.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. And do they like vote on it or do they just be like
2: I don't know how it goes. I just know like yeah. the state of Texas, the state of Florida, they have a committee where um, they might say, This book got uh too many gay people in it. Ban it. This book has too many black. Uh, Our has Marcus Garvey in it, and he's leading people to liberation. Ban We don't want people to know about black unity or black, you know, family stuff like that.
1: One of those was really crazy, and you are definitely right about that. So I've had the best of both worlds: to grow up in elementary school here in Texas, and then do school in a predominantly black state, Mississippi. And the differences on what they teach history-wise, they teach Texas history here. Mm-hmm. All right. So anything dealing with, like, African-Americans, you're just going to hear about slavery. They're not going to tell you. It's nothing positive in the school about it. They're just going to give you about slavery, how it happened, you know, that whole little concept. But then when you get to Mississippi, they're giving you Mississippi history on, like, things you need to know. They make you watch the movie A Time to Kill, Mississippi mm-hmm. Burning. You know to educate you on like where we were and where we are today these iconic name people like Emmett Till and mm-hmm. things like that like I didn't even know about none of these people until I moved to Mississippi you know to really kind of see the history but it's just crazy every state teaches only state history like
2: well when you teach people their history they more inclined to unite and uh, come together against you yeah. Like what we saw in Alabama with the boat thing.
1: Oh, that shit crazy, right? We'll never
2: see that in Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That wouldn't happen in Texas. I don't care what nobody say, not on people in Alabama. That was years of aggression. Yeah, that was, yeah, years yeah, yeah. Of that aggression. was years
0: of aggression. <laughs> that was years of aggression. That was like the opportunity and, presented
2: itself. And oh no, nah, you ain't gonna chip. do that.
1: <laughs> I'm man. not mad
2: at the president. Walmart man, had a mad. sale
1: a couple of weeks ago on that same chair. On chip. that same chair. <laughs> ain't free him. I, man, it's crazy though. Yeah, it's just. And the world is just changing now, and it's, it's becoming so different, and um, I don't even really know where we're going as people anymore. I, I feel like we are kind of spreading apart. I feel like at a point in time, you know, it was a lot of unity that came together, but I don't know what the fuck going on now.
2: <laughs> it's, it's a crazy time. I feel it's like... It's crazy, because uh, our store is in the hood, is and... South Oak Cliff, and we see the good, the bad, the ugly, we see it all. We see people coming in and request um, t shirts because somebody got shot. We didn't see Dallas Post- police walk in and say, hey, can we see your camera footage? So and so got shot. And then we see like beautiful black people coming in, learning, uh, kids that's like five years old, reading like millions of books and want to buy books. So we see it all. and there is a chance for unity but we just got so much so many people want to see us divide because when you keep people divided it's easier to control people it's It's no no progress progress, yeah
0: Yeah. i was going to ask um with the bookstore have you guys or have y'all done already with like an app feature is there a potential where there's like a an online side where you can if you're not able to make it but you've heard of it can we still buy books Online and stuff like that
2: So you could definitely go to our website PanAfricanConnection.com We did talk to some people about an app But unfortunately we are a small business Mm -hmm. An app takes a lot of time Energy and money to perfect Right Um, We try to, we use social media to the best of our capabilities Mm -hmm. Uh, We have Instagram, Facebook I think we got like 17,000 followers on Instagram Straight organic Like no box, I delete block box When I see them
1: um, how long did it take y'all to build that? Like with having info, like literature information to read on a reading platform, like how did they, how long did it take y'all to build that?
2: Oh wow, I mean my dad started this bookstore in nineteen eighty nine, so mm. and he passed away in two thousand twelve and we me, my mom and my brother decided we gonna keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah. So We're this not gonna the,
1: let it go.
2: Oh yeah. Like when I say we would, like our family is really—we uh, got each other's back. We a military, like we dogs for each other. We like my mama a pitbull. I'm a German shepherd. When I say we, if you come are really for it. Yeah, we're
1: really part her, of all the
2: dog. We are. <laughs> we love it. Like it's really till we die uh, because we see that we gotta move our people forward some way. Yeah.
0: Mhm. And it's dope that you're doing it in a place that stereotypically, when you pass when you when you when you look at Dallas and you go above can be viewed as oh no you can't go over there that's the hood but for a lot of people that's down there that's home Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and y'all still bringing positive energy consistently flowing through it even though sometimes there can be some type of negativity surrounding that area
2: exactly and we just we a safe place for many people like you can have whatever type of conversation you want in there you won't be judged. We didn't have people almost scrapped before, but they don't actually fight because they end up understanding each other's point of view. We we have people, we have all types of people, white, black, Asian, who come into our bookstores for a better understanding of each other. Um, and sometimes people be surprised when they see certain people walk in our store, and I'm like, hey, I ain't gonna say we for everybody, but we support... The forward movement of humans. Like so, if we understand like um, that, the the whites can help us in certain areas. Then let them lead the way. Like when they come to protests, and let them get on the highway, mm. and block. They can get out of. They gotta get out of jail for free cards. Let them do that. On the other hand, we might be charged with some other stuff we can't get out of. So it's good to have allies and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, oh, for real. So let me ask you this. I think this would be dope. And it's this, this probably on the bigger picture side. Have you ever thought about trying to get like maybe your store's curriculum in the school district? So. Like across Texas and then work its way on global like United States and around the world?
2: Yeah. So it's a little tricky. But what we do, uh, we take our like teachers can we come to their school. And we do like black or African-American history classes. Um, Like we just did like a program at one of the high schools and they loved it. We take like shackles, drums, clothing, jewelry, everything out there. That
1: would be dope as like a required class.
2: It would be. So I think Dallas has a mandatory African-American history class, but I'm not sure how things are going now because they just did a whole lot of DEI stuff in the state of Texas. So I'm not sure if they got rid it of did. it or not I'm it not did. sure What's Texas is different you know Yeah, yeah.
1: it's his own country you know you mm-hmm. got Europe and all that Texas <laughs>
2: Yeah they kind of seen how people were like coming together with that George George Floyd uh, riots and stuff and, well I'm going to call it a riot coming together and they saw the unity in it and it was like oh nah We can't have... shut it down. Nah we need to pop down. off down Nah we going to dumb y'all down somehow
0: But it all starts with the people and who you put In that position to make that Because that can easily be reversed Depending on who's in that, in that seat
1: Oh yeah definitely. Easy yeah.
0: All of that stuff can be easily blocked You know Taken out of the equation But You know
1: I just feel like with Texas It's a lot that probably Is gonna be hard to make happen Because you got two presidents That live here Two ex-presidents You know
0: who it is there. I know what George Bush was.
1: And it's like uh,
0: Oh, George Bush is gone though. The daddy gone.
1: Well, I'm just saying, this spirit <laughs> here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the the, the bushes are here.
0: Hey, they down the street. All three of them. Was, I think the was brother that. in Florida though. Yeah. Thank you,
1: got you got the brother in Florida. Oh, yeah.
2: House, I
0: mean, we, yeah, yeah. we say it
1: like
2: that. They all family. Yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? You got power. You can play, bro. You can uh, shut down uh, 75 for me real quick. I got somebody coming through. You got Dang. that type of power. They do.
2: Money is power. <laughs> <laughs> Money
1: is power. You know what I'm saying? So.
0: Um, um, I was gonna ask, as far as, and this may be a little bit too far out of your range, right? But do y—have y'all, y’all ever been uh, given an opportunity to like work, as far as like for Black History Month, right? With a particular sport, like a like a sporting event, like or a uh, actual major team, like hey, we’re having this. We’d love you guys to come and be a part of it. Have you ever collabed or thought of something like that?
2: So uh, we get. Um recognition from different sports teams like oh uh y'all are like the best black bookstore in Dallas or y'all promote this y'all promote that but um we never like really worked with a sports team mm-hmm. to do something like on a larger scale okay
0: and I didn't know if Dallas had any like uh, like expos or something like that like book expos
2: mm, yeah we have a lot of book expos but Dallas is really political Mm. Um, so, you know, they yeah. might not want us in certain spaces yeah, promoting, yeah, yeah. you know, what we might promote. Yeah. And like uh, at the other podcast, I was saying, um, we won't take money from everybody. Because once you start taking money from people, you might have to jump different. So we like to jump on our own beat. And yeah, we just Standing keep it on organic. Team. Yeah, you got to. Because yeah. once people start putting money in your pockets, you got to talk different. That's true. And That's if you true. don't talk different, you know, you're you know in know trouble. How go. Yeah, so. We know the
1: game. That's a lot of good advice. Well, I know uh, we're running a little bit low on time, and we definitely appreciate all the great information you gave. But we want to end with one question. So if you had some advice to give to anybody out there, just with some of the things that you may have experienced in business on just how somebody can be a little bit more productive or maybe things to watch out for, what advice would you give to somebody out there?
2: I would say, I know it's cliche, but stay consistent. Stay 10 toes down, uh, make sure you ready to go against whatever force is gonna come against you. Make sure you got somebody in your back corner because when you cry, you do need somebody to wipe your tears and you wanna hear some positive reinforcement. Uh, know how to take constructive criticism because sometimes your, ba- your idea really might be horrible. like, And you need somebody <laughs> to tell fact. you.
0: That's very vital yeah. information It
2: is Like People be like Oh you hate it No This is actually A really a bad idea Like don't do it You know So Take the good And the bad But I would say Be consistent Like uh, I got some little brothers And they got a clothing line They just celebrated 10 years they been doing this since college, but it's now kind of blowing up, right? YK-1K. That's dope. And, yeah, people, and they actually
1: have some dope gear. i seen the shorts you. with the sit-in stuff. What's the name
2: of it? Say it again. It's Young Kings Clothing, YK-1K. Okay. And okay. a lot of people think like, oh, y'all just blew up overnight. They've been doing this for 10 years.
0: And that's how a lot of people think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You see them... Um, more common and more recently you think they just came on and said nah they've been grinding you gotta look at their stuff the story, they yeah, it.
2: It. so be consistent and yeah, take criticism and just be yourself like like I said don't take money from the first person who offer it Right. be you, for real for real
0: that's dope
2: mm-hmm.
1: girl you got that speech down pat you need <laughs> to call Michelle and tell her you ready
2: <laughs> so I could work with on Michelle
0: well if you can Um, Please shout out uh, where everyone can find you in the different uh, various occupations that you're involved in, so they can you know tap in with you if they can.
2: Okay, Uh, you can find me Monday through Sunday at the Pan African Connection Bookstore, 4466 South Marcellus in the heart of Oak Cliff. If you are interested in what I do about cannabis, follow me on Instagram at Miss Adgy Baby, M I S S A D G Y B A B Y, Miss Adgy Baby. Um, follow my little brothers YK1K And y'all support these brothers At the Chop It Up Podcast
1: For sure, for sure Every time you it. say Miss Addy I just think about Keri she. Like,
2: yeah, that too, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah That's my girl well,
1: Sal.
0: Yeah, man That was dope It was That was dope It was Adji, we appreciate you for stopping by and chopping it up with us. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. We definitely want to, um, in the near future, bring you back and see how the progress has been going for you and your businesses and stuff like that. But
1: And bring some cannabis for us. You know, we by this time, <laughs> man, we went no, to school. That lady and don't <laughs> need to bring that man. You do not want no problems with them people. I
2: got you. I got the best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, nah. um, Well, everybody, that concludes this episode. Um, Make sure you guys tap in. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok. uh, What is it? Facebook.
1: Facebook. Everything. Everything. We Social media, we out there. Yeah,
0: YouTube. Uh, And if you don't have a chance to watch this uh, video, you can listen to us on Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You know what it is. It's Chappado Podcast.
1: We out, baby. We out.
0: See y'all.